Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. So today's episode, I found a guest that I was very intrigued with. His name is David the Behaviorist. And I came across David's bio, and I, a couple things jumped out at me. First, he was ex-military and ex-private eye, private investigator, and you may know my story. I used one of those. But his name, um, David the Behaviorist, really caught me and um i wanted to know more about this gentleman so i reached out to him and here he is on my show i'm not going to tell you too much about him i'm going to let him explain to you what it is that he does all right please leave me a review five stars would be nice little blurb down below and of course subscribe and follow me and we'll talk to you on the other end of this interview Enjoy David the Behaviorist. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you today. And not only do I have an exciting episode for you, I have a very interesting episode. I came across a gentleman by the name of David the Behaviorist, and he is an intimate partner profiler and he also has some other qualifications he is a and by the way he's in australia and he's so he's a qualified social worker in australia he's ex-military ex-private investigator he is a psychotherapist and a hypnotist and i'm sure that he can add to that list that's quite a list right there david welcome thank you very much andrew it's great to be here today david that that was quite a list and um but i found your bio and i as we connected um i found the whole david the behaviorist and intimate partner profile extremely interesting can you explain to us what that is you do absolutely relationships are complex and they are mostly related to basic evolution so human beings are evolving physically mentally emotionally spiritually culturally sexually we're evolving and i work in the 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 more biological sense so literally i'm biologically correct not politically correct so what that means is that people have literally a bunch of encoded data we're just going to call it sensory data that starts with epigenetics, starts before the womb, starts before they even were a twinkle in mum or dad's eye. 
So literally three generations, roughly, we have in information about how our ancestors experienced the world. It's for literally for safety. Everything humans do is for safety. So then we've got these genetics. So think of genetics as really long changes, like over time, long time. Epigenetics as changes over a shorter time. Then we've got what's going on in the womb. Then after we're born, we've got a huge genetic loading as to what we're more predisposed to. So part of this process is that we are predisposed also to partner selection very early on. The research suggests that we select our intimate partner between the ages of five to eight. That's when it's encoded. Isn't that interesting? Five to eight years even, old. Five to eight years old is, is, and I would probably say zero to eight, but the research suggests five to eight. So in reality, whatever is going on for your parents when you're little is going on for you. Your first identity is literally not your own. It's encoded into you by what's reflected to you by others. Because you don't have a conscious mind to assess things, you've only got an experiencing system, a sensory system that is accumulating sensory data, but also accumulating how you feel or interoceptive system accumulating how you feel and a neuroceptive system that's suggesting is this a pleasurable feeling get more of it or a painful feeling get less of it as one of my coaches dr david schneider will tell you literally all that's encoded into you and then when you are born you're probably about 60 cent 60 percent i would say roughly genetic code of all this other stuff then you learn by modeling, not words, because you don't have any language when you're little. So how do you process meaning? Because language literally is how we make meaning of things. And we also, certain people process language differently. So, for example, uh, some people will process meaning first and then information second. In other words, what does it mean to me? And other people will do the reverse. They'll process the information first. I got stuck in traffic. And then what does it mean when I got stuck in traffic? So literally, there's a very complex system here. Now, between the age of zero to eight, let's say, we're building our first identity. We're going to call it a default mode setting. That's our first partner profile or our intimate partner profile. Literally, whatever we learned early on, neuroscience will tell you is our strongest learning and it's raw data it's not challenged because the the latest information is that we do not challenge a feeling so if you have a feeling in your body or an emotion let's say the energy and motion of the feeling it literally passes all the checks for reality is it real yeah it is because i feel it who's ever been stuck on the couch and thought to themselves i've got to get up and do the dishes and you thought no I'm just going to lie here, eat chocolates, watch Netflix because I feel not well. No one's challenging that feeling. So the thinking mind is, in fact, a bit of a lying mind. It tells us information based on the quality of the feeling. In other words, we'll make up a story about the feeling and the information not, might not be correct because feelings always start in the past and they just accumulate. Okay, it's like stacks on on the feeling and eventually that feeling's really automatic. So now 
we've got a situation where all that stuff that our parents are going through is installed into us as raw data. We're going to call it default mode. That's your first profile. That's your first relationship profile. In other words, you're evolving to work out what your parents couldn't work out. Right. The stuff they couldn't get through emotionally, mentally, in relationship. Now, I work with intimate partner relationships. So that means your boo, your closest person, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, your partner. You know, that's an intimate partnership. And that person is designed literally to challenge you through your stuff, the stuff you couldn't work out. So relationships aren't necessarily, hey, let's have a great time, let's be happy. Relationships are about evolution, emotional evolution, because when we're emotionally evolving, the person who challenges you the most is your closest person. Now, interestingly enough, they'll have a profile. Now, profiles often fit profiles. So as they're challenges, challenging us, what's happening is we're working through our stuff through the relationship. The relationship is actually helping us become better used, become better us. Now, there's a point where both of you, it's called relational equity, will bring stuff to the relationship, economics, you just can't escape it, and we'll bring things into the relationship. We might evolve together. Now, relationships with more or less equal relational equity, they generally tend to stay together better. Relationships where it becomes a real imbalance, they tend to separate. Mm. So why are we doing all this emotional evolving and becoming better us emotionally, more regulated? because it's for the next generation, because we have kids. They're not meant to carry intergenerational trauma. They're not meant to carry intergenerational relationship stuff. They're meant to stand on our shoulders and actually do it a little bit better than us. We're meant to do it a little bit better than our parents. And so we all move towards empathy, compassion, and working together as human beings in a good way because we're all working through our stuff. Our partner will always trigger your stuff. Now, it doesn't mean they're right for you, though. <laughs> oh, okay. no. Because what our first map or our first blueprint tells us is pretty much the raw data of what we experienced. So you're likely to attract someone to you that fits with that first blueprint. Now, when you become an adolescent, you start to create another identity. So another blueprint for relationships. And so that's going to be something else. Then when you become an adult, you create another blueprint for relationship. Now, these blueprints or profiles or identities are, are malleable. They're not fixed. Attachment theory tends to suggest things are fixed. Well, actually, we're adaptable. So when it comes to intimate partner relationships, we can adapt ourselves to fit that relationship. Now, we can also stay rigid and stuck. I will have a lot of lads, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, they're lads. They'll come into my office and they'll say, David, I just got the divorce papers slipped across the table this morning. And I'm going to say, okay, mate, tell me a little bit about the relationship because I don't do story very much because story is, again, constructed reality based on feelings. Now, remember, feelings are always true. So, therefore, whatever I'm feeling is true. So, therefore, if I'm looking at you, Emotional refraction dictates that I filter all the data through the quality of the feeling. So if they're looking at their partner and they're angry, they only start to see the stuff that makes them angry. If they're looking at their partner in a new relationship and they're really happy, they start to notice all the stuff that makes them happy and maybe miss the orange and red flags. 
So this young lad is probably about 38 to 40 generally because there is a shift in when people are, are, are separating now. He's 38 to 40. And he will tell me that he's met all her primary needs. In other words, resources. Resources and needs are a little different, yeah? So he's provided uh, money, he's provided a house, he's looked after kids, he's done all the things he's expected to do in life, yet he's still getting divorced. What's that about? And I'll say to him, hey, bro, did you meet her emotional needs? And this is true. He'll look at me and go, what are they? Mm. So that's the emotional evolution. Needs are about are about the emotional stuff. So at first, usually males and females, I work in human perspective, not gender. So I work at the base level of the human being, yeah? We just add everything else on top. So basically, he's done the thing that normally we do. We provide resources in, in early relationship. Later on, once the resources are secured, in biology, in evolution, we need other things because when kids come along, we need other needs to be met. So we need trust, respect, honesty. We need fidelity. We need all of these other things. Now, they're emotional needs, but they're also values, interestingly enough. So if we're still kind of stuck at one level of the relationship and someone else is moving past us, can be male or female, and this works for all male, male, female, female relationships, it works for everything. Literally, what will happen is you'll, 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 we call it then, these things are trademarked to us. Yeah. So this is our model. We'll call it taxi light on. So what evolution does, or we're just going to now call it nature. What nature does is if our needs aren't met, it just puts on our attraction code. There's an attraction code. There's a, there's a 26 step attraction code. So literally, it'll run a traction code if the needs aren't met or the resources aren't met. And then that's automatic. It's in the unconscious. So I can walk into any room and tell you who likes whom, who's married, who's even if they're married, who's with whom, who doesn't want to be with whom, you know, who who is going to cheat on whom, how long that relationship's going to go, because these codes, you can actually see them. They are nonverbal, but you can read them. And that's what I do. I read all this code. I'm like the human hacker, but in that, relationship. I like that. Yeah, literally. So, so, wow. And okay. there's more. There's way more, but you can ask a question if you like, because literally, this is what it's about. It's about reading all this stuff, working out who's perfect and right for you based on your profile, based on reading their profile, then reading all of this data, testing and qualifying a person appropriately. And then getting the right match that's most likely to level up with you. Okay, so that's the short answer. You you said <laughs> okay. You said to me before we recorded that you're not a matchmaker, and I can I could no I can see that. What? Give me an example. You well, you did. You gave me an example of a gentleman who came in and said, "I got divorce papers uh, this morning." And, and I told you a little bit about my story before we recorded. So I'm 63 and I was young, married young and divorced young. And I have been in and out of relationship for the past 30 years of which none of them lasted more than maybe, I think the longest one was 10 years. And that was a second marriage. Who would be your typical client? Would it be somebody like myself who woke up at 63 and said, what am I doing wrong? Who's your typical? So, who would come see you? 
who would come look for, for uh, your your help? Anyone who's interested in not going out with the same person with a different face. <laughs> okay. That because would be that me. is what that is what the default map does. We always when our logical processes uh, are exhausted, then we default back to our old patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior based on our earliest learning. So we're going to call that, it can be intergenerational learning, what's been modeled to you by generations. In other words, how did they do relationship? Yeah. So, you know, if dad's getting really angry at mom or mom's getting really angry at dad and you're little, that there's no such thing as not fighting in front of the kids. Nervous system no, entrainment yeah. will tell you that we absorb that lot. And so that's a default in us. <laughs> and we have these cores, I call them core impressions. And there's two basic cores. There's a good one and a not so good one. And these cores always need to prove themselves as true because they are feelings, they're experiences, they're not thoughts. And they're early coded. So again, neurology is not saying that feeling's not real. It's saying it's real because you feel it. So it doesn't check it. So when you're starting out new relationship, most of us are going from this logical thinky mind, I call it, the one that can sit pina coladas on the beach in Jamaica and just get right out of the way for all I care because the thinking mind is generally a lying mind. It just makes up stories based on the quality of the feeling. So we filter through the feelings. So if the quality of the feeling is good, then we're only we're filtering out all the things that might not be helpful for us and only noticing the ones that are. Now, depending on our, our, our early sex map, which is our initial attraction map, in other words, wow map, that's the early map. But that's not based on the now. It's based on the earliest past. You've developed other processes, like we're going to call them blueprints, other profile blueprints that add other qualities to how you you might go out we call it hunting sorry you might go out and hunt for your relationship because everyone has different hunting styles literally there are different hunting styles we call them huntresses and hunters based on leal dr leal loud loudness's work yeah so okay. you can all you can always look her up so <laughs> in reality we are going into a relationship with almost none of the correct information. Okay. The, I've been separated, not separated, I've been post breakup, eight months, whatever it is. It's been almost a year, well, short of a year. And I've taken this time off because my pattern has always been relationship ends, grieve for a month, get right back out there, get back on the horses, they say. And But I, in these past eight plus months, I've started to, you know, between therapy and the podcast and my sponsor and a and hundred different support networks have learned that I, the type of woman that I seek out, I seek out the woman in distress, the damsel in distress, the one that's got trauma, yep. Yep. that, that that yeah. that is emotionally unavailable but so i i call it yeah. the superman syndrome i'm superman mm -hmm. and i look for my lowest lane mm -hmm. and i find yeah. her now mm -hmm. you will 
Yeah, and and even in these last eight months, I actually went on a few dates, and these women—I I don't know how I find them, but they were—they were—they were troubled, troubled mm. women. Yep, and, that's and a profile. Yep. Okay, so I would come to you, and you would would help me break that pattern, if you want. Yeah. Well, yes, I would like to because. Fixing, trying to fix broken women is just not, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's not, I'm not qualified to do that. Although I think in my head that, you know, I guess the male ego or whatever, I'm going to swoop in and, and the Superman syndrome, that's what I call it. Yeah. Okay. How do I not attract that type of woman? So whether it's through a dating app or through the real organic world, Mm-hmm. How do and and I you mentioned a term which I've never heard before and I like we I, I call them red flags but you called you said orange flags mm-hmm. yeah which, explain what an orange flag is okay everything's about testing and qualifying in reality if you know your profile and you can work out their profile you can work out basically how they're going to behave in relationship I can within two minutes. I can tell you about what's going to happen in your relationship roughly. It's not always exact because profiling requires baselines. It requires questioning. It requires some other things, of course. Although the profiles that I've written, and they're unique, give you a rough indication of that person's possible responses over the short and long term. So certain profiles will seek out certain other profiles. Now, due to copyright and trademarking issues, or not issues, but just the reality is we're releasing this information to the world very soon, I can't actually mention the profile names because they're all trademarked. But the reality is there is a certain profile that will fix broken birds we call it that's literally what we call going and fixing broken birds now there's always a male and female equivalent so the fixers of the broken birds they'll have vulnerabilities and what they're trying to do is they're trying to overcome those vulnerabilities these vulnerabilities come out of the early life cause that were reflected to us and that we made our identity out of. So someone who is fixing broken birds will automatically on their sex map unconsciously, remember this isn't in the conscious mind, unconsciously they will move toward that person. If I'm doing one of those profiles in real life and I literally model this stuff, I don't just do classroom learning, I go out in the street and I show you this. Literally, we go, all my students here come out with me and I show you all of the stuff because I believe you've got to model it, not just talk about it. If I haven't done it, I don't tell you about it. So when I go out, I will show people the profiles. I'll say, that's one, that's this, that's that. This is how you approach that one. This is how you approach that one. These are the values of this one. These are the values of that one. And in that way, we can work out how that person may, and as I said, there's always differences, but the majority of people fall into categories. You know, that's why we have all these categories. Now, I'm not saying that we can label people something, although a label helps us understand 
what may or may not occur and it gives us more information because I'm about gathering info. I just read patterns, literally. I'm a pattern reader. So if you have a, this certain profile that you're talking about, you know, the Superman complex, it also means that you will also have an amazing rejection sensitivity. That'll be your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And you'll actually, you'll actually attract people who have a vulnerability of abandonment. And oh. so when, when, <laughs> when they perceive abandonment, you reject and when you reject they abandon mm -hmm. oh. so all profiles will do that dance around one another mm -hmm. now the thing is that the kind of profile you'll attract will be a profile that will ice you that will will have different characteristics like a big emotional wall up you won't actually be able to see inside that wall so when they come to you they'll show you something that's not necessarily what's inside because they're trying to protect that vulnerability you're also trying to protect your vulnerability so relationships that come together out of commonality of trauma they often don't work well that's why we say there's three things that create attraction three actual things the first is how you make someone feel in other words that positive refraction if you're feeling incredibly good about me and you're looking at me, you're ascribing those feelings to me. And in your neurology, you're going back into the past and going, when did I feel a good feeling? Oh, when this happened and it's all unconscious and it's all general, it's not specific. And now I'm feeling that good feeling with you. Therefore, you and that other experience are the same. Therefore, I like you. So attraction starts with how you make someone feel. The second thing about attraction is commonality. What do you have in common? Mm. Because the more in common you have, the less neurological work we need to do to work you out. So basically, the more commonality, the more connection I can have fairly quickly. If you're like me, I like you more but it's commonality of values. So this is where your sorting comes in because values are tricky. Some profiles have adjustable values. Some profiles have fixed values. You've got to know what you're dealing with. It's like you don't go to a supermarket and not read the label, or maybe you do. <laughs> That's what people do in dating. They just yeah. go, they get on apps, which you cannot know the profile off an app. I can have a guess. You need to do the real life thing. You need to meet the person. Yeah, You have to have that thing. So, so the third thing, and this is very interesting, but this comes from all of my research and the people telling me, the third thing about attraction is authority. Authority is not aggression. It's not dominance or manipulation or submission. That's a whole different thing. Authority is the ability to project security. Oh, now, a okay. lot of lads... When they go into a relationship, they've got authority and then they become needy. Yeah. Needy is the most mm -hmm. unattractive thing in the universe for any human. This is human mm -hmm. because neediness means you cannot meet my, you can't meet my emotional needs. You can't provide resources. How are we going to move and evolve when then when one person is more needing to be fixed yeah. than another? So we get that imbalance of equity. 
So there's three kinds of relationships two you don't want. You never want to be their therapist. You are not their therapist. No. And you're not their mum or dad. So those relationships do not work. No. You are their equal. You are their partner. So the reality here is that some relationships are more gravitate more towards trauma, uh, commonality, the broken bird fixes, because that's what they learned early. Mm -hmm. And they learned that that's where they go because they're caretakers. Technically, we call them caretakers. It's not a bad thing. Nothing in no. related this stuff is bad. It's all yeah, just no. how we're programmed. So there's no one's at fault. No one is, you know, bad. No one is. It's it's just if you don't know. Programmed that way. Yeah. If you don't yeah. know, if you can't name it, you can't tame it as Daniel Siegel, Dr. Daniel Siegel says. So I would, what, in, I, I'm always going to refer to myself, but let's just say yep. to somebody in the audience like me, do I come to you? Let's say I'm ready to start dating. So let's say I, mm. I stay single for a year mm. and, and now I want to yep. get back out there. Do I come to you and say, help me find them? I know you're not a matchmaker. Help, help, help me. Or do I find somebody and then come to you with that person or, or with, uh, tell me how the, how this works. Okay. So people will say to me, David, I've got to be confident before I can date. And I'm going to say, you'll never date. Confidence is doing that thing over and over and over again until you get good at it. Yeah. People say, oh, I've got to resolve all my trauma and I've got to be a better me before I date. I'm going to say, you'll never date because we never solve the core a hundred percent. That code is that code. It's a default mode for a reason. Yeah. Doesn't mean we won't we won't build new strategies. It doesn't mean we won't find ways of managing it and regulating our feelings. That's what we're meant to do. So I prefer people to come to me when they are ready to connect. Okay. I don't do couples work because we process language differently. There's a whole bunch of stuff there and I'm not a mediator. Okay. And so there's a lot of good couples work out there, although I work with single people, even if they are in relationship, I can still work with them to do all of this stuff because even when you're in a relationship, you're still running this code. There's a seven-step safety code that your partner will be running. And if you don't know the code, you might breach the code. So when I come home, I look for the nonverbals of my partner to show me where she's at at her safety code. Now, if she's if she's only at a certain stage of the code where it's just connection code, I'll wait for her to make to, to connect with me in the way that I need to see to know she's safe. Because these codes are old. They're written into us long before we had the 21st century. These codes are primitive. And Orange flags, by the way, the red flags are definitely no, and orange flags are maybe. Okay, thank you. All right, and a green flag is a yes, and you will have a criteria list. I ask everyone to brainstorm their relationship perfect partner, and I mean everything from hair color, high color, height, all of it. 
values, every single thing, spirituality, cultural understandings, uh, sexual preferences, everything, because this is in our map. If we start to exclude this stuff and deny it, we get into relationship and work out, oh, my God, this person doesn't fit. Mm. And so it's a raw process. And we don't go into your past. We don't go into your childhood stuff because I don't need to. I'm a partner profile. All I need to do is work out what you want and what's going to fit with you and then teach you how to do the drills and skills. In other words, do your drills, get your skills, as old, old David Schneider says, in order to wire up because repetition is how we learn and know that certain feelings are not true. They are actually based on the past, so therefore we've got to acknowledge them, but maybe we're going to challenge them cognitively now. We're going to bring that back from Jamaica and assess correctly the situation. And in that way, we can navigate and pick our way through quite a complicated process that people just used to label as Cupid or osmosis or whatever. In actual fact, there's a whole bunch of genetic matching going on. And sometimes it's not exactly correct. So, yes, you would come to me. And at any stage of relationship, whether you're in relationship, we can make that better. Or if you're wanting to go into relationship, we can help you find someone who will fit you. I won't help you find it. We'll show you how to do that. And you would and help in me. That way, and you would help me disengage that Superman complex because it, that's, that, that, <laughs> that's that must default, be, bro. yeah, it is. That's, that's, that's your default. So what happens is a default is a, an early life map. And then you've got other blueprints on top of that. So as you go through life, you'll develop other profile characteristics. So you've got this, default of a broken bird fixer which is just our colloquial term for it for fun right. you know it's just for shits and giggles and then you will have some other traits okay and then you'll have some other traits so you've usually got three lots of profiles kind of mixed into one but your default's always where you go when you run out of willpower or you run out of you you literally just end up defaulting when things get to a point where that, that default is triggered. Okay. So you might be looking unconsciously for your broken bird equivalent. Uh, we would actually change that. We would help you change that, that, that process. So it is changed. It so is, yeah. It's fixed. It no, would no. Be a definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't no. fix the old map or old, the early life blueprint, but we would help you navigate around that so that you could get a, a, a profile that wouldn't require that stuff. Okay. Therefore, you would have a much better chance of evolving emotionally because you're not stuck in trauma all the time. So that's my default profile, the Superman complex. You would swap that with, I have another profile that either you would. Yeah, I've got two others here. Yeah, so we would find that, make that my default. Okay. Yeah, we, we would actually start to work on 
some of those. And if we didn't like what they were like, we would actually take some other traits from other profiles and start to install them into you. So I I just did in the last two months and I've been on a couple of dating apps and I'm now off them, but I'm going maybe to go back on for research for the podcast, but whatever. I was talking to a young young woman or woman recently for mm-hmm. almost maybe 10 days. And I was yeah. trying to get her to go on a video chat and she kept pushing me off, pushing me off saying, I'm not ready. And, or I don't think she said that, but um, I, I finally kind of insinuated, well, if you either should or get off the pot kind of thing, like I, I, I'm not going to spend two, three weeks talk texting you. I'd like to call you or video chat with you. Mm-hmm. She finally came out to me and said, I have to be honest with you. I'm, I'm in a four year relationship and I'm not sure that this man is the man for me. So I wanted to see what else was out there. And immediately I jumped into Superman mode and said, Hey, call (laughs) me if you want to talk about it. I I might be, but of course my agenda would be to pull her away from that man. And yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she has a certain profile. Uh, that's quite common, actually. Uh, that that's it's a profile that is all profiles are looking for resource meeting and need meeting. Some profiles more than others. Now we call it taxi light on. Again, it's it's a it's a it's terminology trademarked to us. Taxi light on means your sex map's running. Mm. So when I go into a room, let's say I go into a bar that's not a bar, and I look at all the couples in the bar. I can tell you whose taxi lights on. Mm. In other words, they're in a relationship, yet one of them is displaying for all to see that they're open for business. Yeah. Now, what happens, and it's subtle for some. Some of it's not. Some it's very difficult cognitively to do and quite confronting. For others, it's simple. And for our hidden and secret profiles, they're masters. They're really interesting because there's four hidden profiles that we cannot release to the public. Mm. They're too controversial. Okay. But uh, the reality is if someone's taxi lights on and hers is on, that's why she's connecting with you. It means that now she's operating from a place of what we're going to call sexual tension. Attention is sexual tension. Sexual tension gets attention. Mm. Attention is actually connected to the very deep cause of lovable and unlovable. So some of us have an unlovable core where we will always seek sexual tension, attention from the opposite sex or same sex, even if we are in relationship. Because somewhere in our old wiring, we are technically unlovable. And then we've got to prove to ourselves we're lovable. So we'll get into a relationship, stay with that for a while, and then we'll start searching around unconsciously at first for other relationships or other people to give us sexual tension. In other words, dopamine hit, which is a reward, that says, oh, you are lovable. Oh, I like you. Yet we've already got a partner. Yet we'll start to seek attention from other partners or other people not necessarily married, just doesn't matter. It just depends on the profile. So sexual tension is how nature gets things happening. And when you hear a sexual innuendo, for example, you're hearing a certain profile 
generating sexual tension overtly. Yet you'll hear there'll be other profiles that do it very covertly. So you've got a situation where this person's taxi light is clearly on. Yeah. And so they are now seeking resources and needs to be met external to the relationship. So I would always ask myself, I wonder what needs and resources are not being fulfilled. What's not happening here? Now, some profiles will move from person to person to person. As soon as the resources are or needs aren't met, they'll literally, like a caterpillar, they'll start on a branch and they'll edge over and when everything's perfect, they'll jump across. They're the ones that will do it and you won't even know it. They're cheating on you and you've got no idea. Yeah. They're, they've moved out a year ago. It's like the Titanic. This is the way I describe it. You're arranging deck chairs on the Titanic while the band's playing and the relationship ship is sinking. <laughs> but you're not aware. But you're literally not aware. And she's or he is rowing away in the life raft. They've been gone for a long time. And that's what happened in my last relationship in the first year. I, and, and tell me what this is about, because I'm listening to exactly what you're talking about, the taxi light on. I took her out in the first year towards the end to a a very well-known uh, concert. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it was a Billy Joel concert. And uh, it was uh, we were going to a nice dinner, and, and I said, dress up, we're going to go out on the town, and then we're going to go hit the concert. And it was in a small venue. Billy Joel plays in some small venues out here. And she put on an outfit that was absolutely gorgeous, stunning, yet when I saw it on her, my first reaction was, that would be what a high-priced escort prostitute would wear. And ultimately, that's what she ended up, uh, that's what broke up the, the relationship. That's what she was doing. So she was dressing on our dates with her taxi light on, I'm guessing, because she went out looking oh, yeah. great. <laughs> but she yeah. was, and, and I don't, and, and I, and I, I mm, this is going to be hard to say. I know that I satisfied her sexually. Mm. But, mm. you know, I don't think she was escorting because I wasn't meeting her needs. That was no. That's another whole story for another whole program. It's a resource another, issue. Yeah, exactly. But resources she, is money. Money, uh, you know, and, protection. And validation. That's resources. Resource. Yeah. Needs are different. Yeah. Okay. Res yeah. So she was probably, and I don't know because I don't know her, uh, she was looking for the resource money. So, therefore... That's something she was doing external to your relationship. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and but and, and she also... and and she would have kept doing that. And you probably could have stayed with her if you would have been your value system had included that behavior, although your profile well, will be one of a code. You'll have a code. Yeah. I, I, I... And you probably won't be the code probably doesn't include that. No, it does not. And, 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 and of course I confronted her numerous times on it. And of course I was gaslit, yeah. manipulated, lied to, of course, but had she come yeah. to me and said to me, this is what I'm doing on the side. Mm. Are you okay yeah. with it? Cause I'm doing it just for the money. There might've mm. been a conversation where I might've yep. been flexible, yep. but probably not because I'm, mm. I'm, I'm monogamous, mm. but David, mm. we, we got to wrap, wrap it up. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not.
but and I and talking about PIs, I hired a PI and I found out exactly what was going on. So yeah, so you're and certain profiles have codes, and certain profiles stick to their codes. Yeah, certain profiles codes are adjustable, and some profiles will tell me that their code is a skipping rope. Mm, wow. Okay. So those profiles are very interesting because they generally tend to be more about power and control. So they are very adjustable, whereas some codes are very black and white. And you, you would, we would say you would want just your profile from what I've guessed, what it is now. Um, if it's talking to you and listening and watching you, you would need a profile who has a very strong code or, or she'll have rules actually. So these are rules. Codes are a bit different. She'll have a rule. And there's profiles that have rules. They're very rule-based. And they're very, very much about values, respect, honesty, transparency. And they stick to their rules. David, do you do this uh, work virtually? So, Absolutely, because I can do it anywhere because really I just help you work it all out and then send you on your way. You test it and you bring it back to me and we just continue on until you get what you want where can people find you online uh, of course i'll put all they this can, in the show notes but they can find me at mymalan.com.au so our website m-y-m-i-l-a-n.com.au that's mymalan.com.au and they just have to contact us you'll get deb who's does all of my she's my person who does everything mm -hmm. i do all, i'm the front man and she does all all the other stuff and uh you can organize to catch up with me on uh teams or zoom or we use teams okay. generally um and yeah we, we can do do it all online or if you're in australia we will get out in the field and you'll actually do field work good oh like you, you would you would you go I, I don't drink, but let's just say I did. You would go to a bar with me or a nightclub or a restaurant and... Okay, we we don't work, uh, we don't use dating apps because they don't, they do, think of the gene pool yeah, no, dating no. app. Yeah, right. So we, we go to places where people are not expecting to find partners. Meet people, okay, gotcha. Literally, that's the best place to go. So we'll go to a social group, we'll go to, you know, hiking, we'll go to tree planting, we'll go to all coffee shops are a great place, trains, believe it or not, public transport. All of these places you can meet a partner. Oh, yeah. Bars and nightclubs, people are generally expecting yeah. all that to happen. So there's a whole bunch of strategies and tactics we use to make it get you a better, like, you know, if you're putting on a show, mm. We have that's another layer we have to get through. Sometimes we do go to bars. We don't go to nightclubs too noisy. Yeah. Sometimes we do go to bars if the client requests it and says, "Look, I want to go to this bar and I want to do because it, it's easy to see the taxi light on stuff at that kind of venue." Uh, but most of the time, we will go to places like markets and teach you all the drills and skills of connection and reading people in a place people are not expecting to find a relationship. I, one more thing before we go. I, I do my food shopping each week 
and normally I go into the food store with my earbuds in and I'm listening to my favorite podcast or whatever I'm listening to. And I was talking to somebody one day and they said, you know, by putting your earbuds in, you're telling the woman next to you that you're not available. Right. Yep, so that's true. I've now started to go into the supermarket without my earbuds on because you're basically saying, don't bother me. Mm. I, I'm sh I'm in my yes. own little world. So. Um, yes. And all you need to do now is notice who notices you. Yeah. If you notice who notices you in a certain way, and there's a certain way when you're on someone's map, there's a certain way they will notice you. If you can read that, which which we teach, you will actually know whose map you're on. And guess what? You've got a way higher percentage chance of connecting with that person than if you're not on their map. If you're not on their map, you're just a creep. I, I boy, I, I, I'm trying to wrap this up, but you're just bringing up some great points. I was shopping last Saturday, and I walked into the produce section, and there was this stunningly beautiful young lady. I'm going to say 40. And... Mm -hmm there was this eye contact and glance back and forth, but I was in mm -hmm. four aisles down, but I could tell <laughs> that she was beautiful and she was looking at me mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we gravitated like, you know, I'm going to go down this aisle. She went down that aisle until we were maybe 10 mm -hmm. feet away. Then yep. she got a closer look at me and I'm 25 years older than her. I'm just going to guess mm -hmm. that. And I think she didn't realize you can't really tell a person's age until you're really right in front of them. And then that's when she decided that oh he's not the guy. But I, I maybe I, I we we well true. I maybe. I don't know. How did but, you know that? But we well because she drifted she she drifted towards me and then drifted away when I think she got there, close that, enough. That's that's called uh, yeah. There's a whole bunch in that. For a start, she may have been one of our profiles that likes older men. There is a profile out there. Oh yeah yeah. That yeah. only goes for older guys. Mm -hmm. Right. That's one of the secret profiles. Now, there's a looking game, which is what you were describing. It's yep. very specific. And the way her eyes move actually tell you whether you've got a chance. Yeah. Now, literally, you would test and qualify what profile she is. Yeah. Now, what people do unconsciously is they test and qualify you, especially ladies. So... If you're playing this looking game, the looking game requires a first contact, a reciprocation, but it requires three reciprocations from you, three. Now, that's when it becomes conscious. So most of the time, unless there are another kind, other kinds of profiles, it's unconscious. So the gravitation is called proximity change. So they change proximity. At that point, there's a point where they're expecting you to physically connect with them. If you do not connect within 15 minutes, it's done. Done, yeah. So there's a whole bunch in that, yeah. what you just said. Yeah. I, I, that I, we would help you read and yeah. understand and actually clearly I, clearly, I need your services. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, <laughs> everyone actually needs my services in yeah. reality unless they know all of this stuff. Yeah. David, thank you so much for joining me. And I, I, I can clearly see there's so much more to cover. So I don't know, maybe uh, at the end of the summer, if I have somebody on my radar, maybe I'll have you back on and we'll maybe do something more. Absolutely. Uh, you're very interesting. I, I really have never heard of this. And of course, I think you said you're the only one in the world that's doing it. I think you said something. That does like it that. like I do it. There's like other do, people okay. that do, uh, you know, there's all sorts of people that do 
all sorts of stuff yeah. in the dating relationship. But you are intimate is partner profiling is what I do. That's that's the unique part. The intimate partner profiling. This other stuff, yeah, you can do lots of years of study, get the right coaches. Like I've got some good coaches in this area, yeah. uh, and they will help you. But the the partner profiles are, are what's not been done before. Okay. David, thank you so much for coming on. Please send me all your information and I'll put it in the show notes. And um, wow, you, I just learned Absolutely. something fantastic. So everybody, David, the behaviorist from Australia. And I, I implore you that if you, what you just heard, what I heard, I think um, I, I know that I could use his services and I'm sure you can too. So David, I know it's morning there. Have a great day. And <laughs> oh, well, mate. we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. I'm off to the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs>